Well, without any doubt, uh, Elvis, as you are aware, we live in darkness uh, uh, at the moment. Uh, under uh, one minute, you under load, uh, stage five load shadings. Uh, the next, you run under six. Uh, you, you you have uh, massive challenges uh, with with ESCOM. And unfortunately, if you look at uh, the under uh, directors uh, um, presence at ESCOM from day one, really never got the political, the necessary political support one needs uh, in going to turn around uh, that uh, ailing uh, utility. The utility that we know for many years was a cash cow for ANC, the criminals and the uh, thugs uh, who were there to, to, to loot the, the entities, uh, giving it to the Guptas and, and, and their families uh, to loot it, and they still continue even after today. And you look at uh, the, the behavior of of uh, Minister Mantashe and Kodan with a deafening silence of uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Now with the upcoming ANC conference, uh, obviously I think uh, one can just really imagine uh, the, 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 the role that has really played in, in, in the usage of move on. I personally don't really believe that um, he resigned voluntarily. I think he, he was really sacrificed uh, to balance the ANC Fractional issues uh, going towards uh, the, uh, the the conference because uh, with ANC, it, I think we've got 28 years of evidence that whatever they do has got absolutely nothing to do with public uh, interest. It's got to do with uh, looking at tenders and uh, which entity to go and loot. And uh, um, uh, directors and his and his uh, team were determined to, to obviously to stop uh, the road which was happening at ESCOM. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, his political masters, um, including the president, Alan, failed him. And uh, this is a tough job, but that, uh, without getting the, 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 the support of, of the shareholder, you, you, you stand no chance. Yes. But especially in the political, uh, the dating to political environment mm-hmm. under which he runs our country. I thank you so much, Axanessa leader Herman Mashaba. That's his stake. Further, we joined on the line by the FF Plus head of campaigns, Voter Vessels. A very good morning to you, sir. Why do you think Andre de Reiter eventually resigned and what does this entail for ESCOM going forward? Well, thank you, Albert. I agree with uh, Mr. Mashaba that uh, I think the pressure was on uh, Mr. de Reiter to resign. And it's unfortunate that the ANC is not actually taking the blame themselves for the total mismanagement of ESCOM for many, many years and putting the blame on the rater and ESCOM um, and not actually taking the blame themselves for allowing the mismanagement, the data deployment, the total collapse, the state capture that happened at ESCOM that actually led to the situation that is currently happening there and the, the destabilization that is currently happening because of Mr. De Reiter's uh, resignation is not going to solve the situation. It's making it worse. Voter Vessels from the FF Plus, Head of Campaigns, I thank you so much for your input. We now go back to Caleb Kachalia, the DA's Shadow Minister of Public Enterprises. A very good morning to you, sir. Why does the DA feel that the Reiter's resignation is a reflection on the Energy Minister Gwede Mantashe's relentless campaign against him stems from the President, Sir Ramaphosa, surviving an impeachment vote in Parliament? 
Well, in the first instance, it's no secret that Mr. Mantashe has campaigned relentlessly against uh, Mr. Dereta. And then, following hard on the impeachment uh, vote in Parliament and leading up to the conference this weekend in the ANC, we have a resignment in, a resignment in inverted commas from Mr. Dereta and a a, a, a victory, if you like, for the, both Mantashe and the RIT faction who have been playing Bain for his blood. Now, if you connect the dots, to use Mr. Uh, Gordon's famous phrase, it's very clear for anyone with half a brain to understand that a deal has been done here, that, that in, in terms of, of support, uh, Mr. Mr. Gacharya, we're losing you there. Can you can you just repeat that last one for me, please? So, well, it's it's clear that the, the, that a deal has been done, and this deal uh, is, is 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 lamentable because Mr. Dereta has been doing a valiant job with one hand tied behind his back for for a few years, uh, with considerable political interference and with people making outrageous. Uh, statements about him saying that he's responsible for sabotage and the, and the like. The fact of the matter is the man has got no money in ESCOM, and Treasury has got no money to give ESCOM, and that is the problem. Now, with a new person who's going to be put in place, will the taps be opened? Will the money taps be opened again? Because it's only money that is able to buy the proper people the proper equipment and the proper uh, and anything else that's required to fix broken units. I thank you so much, Caleb Kachalia, the DA Shadow Minister of Public Enterprises. As we continue with our discussion this morning, we joined on the line by Professor Mark Swilling, the head of the University of Stellenbosch's Centre for Sustainable Transitions. A very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Good morning. Now, first and foremostly, the Public Enterprises Minister, Provin Gordon, says that Andre de Reiter has carried an enormous burden on behalf of all South Africans. How would you describe his tenure and his work at ESCOM? Well, I think uh, Andre de Reiter, who came uh, in as, uh, as, as good chief, chief executive at the beginning of 2020, actually started in December 2019, um, has achieved an enormous amount. Uh, firstly, he introduced the planned maintenance program to address the maintenance backlogs that have uh, almost destroyed the electricity generation machines, which is why we have load shedding. Secondly, he recognized nine months into his tenure that unless new generation capacity was brought onto the grid within two years, we would have permanent load shedding by 2024. And the only way to do that is to is with renewables, because no other technology can be delivered that quickly. Thirdly, he took on corruption, uh, which is probably uh, the explanation for the backlash against him uh, and its uh, and its bitterness and severity. And finally, he turned ESCOM into a corporation that valued secrecy into a corporation that valued openness and full disclosure of information, which has never really happened before. So those were significant uh, achievements. Unfortunately, he never had the political backing that was required 
to pull us through the energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Because that crisis, the load shedding crisis, is worsening. There's a lot of uncertainty. Do you think that government perhaps is capable at this point to assist ESCOM to deal with this crisis? And who then should replace the rater as changing the head, maybe going to change the organization? It was never a case of an individual. The analysis of the problem that has become dominant within political circles, that the problem is the individual, is fundamentally incorrect. It's a complete and utter misreading Mm. of the systemic challenge that we face uh, when it comes to the electricity crisis in South Africa. If you replace the individual, that individual is going to have exactly the same challenges as the rater. The the government is not magically going to come up with the money because it doesn't have the money. The Uh, The ESCOM will remain dependent on the private sector and international development finance institutions for funding. And that funding will only be forthcoming if there is confidence uh, in the the management team, which is is going to be very difficult to build up in light of what's happened. So I don't think we should be asking the question, will government be able to solve this problem? The way we should phrase the question is, can, what can government do to enable ESCOM to solve this problem? And mm-hmm. that's what Dorator always wanted. He wanted ESCOM to have the autonomy and resources to solve the problem on its own terms. Instead, what he faced was continuous, continuous political interference uh, in a wide range of, of, of matters that uh, really held up, um, uh, prevented a solution being implemented. What will happen next? Because the ESCOM board says there's no plan for the chairman to become the interim CEO and that a comprehensive executive search will be conducted to find a suitable qualified candidate. What would make that candidate suitable given the crisis that we are in? Well, the, the political leadership seems to think that you need a Mr. Fix-It just to come in and just fix the machines, you know, as uh, the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy has continuously uh, uh, said, uh, repeated ad nauseum, is that no, that, that there's no problem. Uh, there's plenty of capacity. We just have to switch it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if there's, if, there's, if there's a bit of fixing to do, let's just fix it. And uh, people like Jacob Moirocha, the, the former CEO of, of ESCOM, has, has reinforced that uh, misconception. Um, in order to fix the machines, you need to take them offline for months at a time to completely and utterly overhaul them. You have to close six of the oldest power stations. And you cannot do those two without new generation capacity on grid quickly. The only way you can do that is with renewables. But for some re- ideological reason, there is an um, opposition to renewables um, uh, for no good reason. While the rest of the world transitions to renewables, we continue to say, no, coal and nuclear are the solution. So yes. once again, South Africa are suffering from its pariah tendency. I thank you so much. Professor Mark Swilling, head of the University of Stellenbosch Center for Sustainable Transition. You heard the big news yesterday. Andre de Reiter has resigned from ESCOM. Now, for more on this, we join on the line by political analyst Dr. William Porfoo. Doctor, very good morning to you and welcome. What is your assessment of the timing and the resignation of the ESCOM CEO, Andre de Reiter? Is it perhaps politically aligned? Yo, uh, good morning to you and your, your listeners here. 
At that time, he's definitely not innocent. Uh, the time cannot be removed uh, from the context and the meaning that we can make for, 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 from this um, big event in itself. In, in yeah, so the men have um, resigned at a time when uh, political temperatures in the country are high. And um, we have witnessed a statement from powerful political figures Doctor, is there perhaps a correlation between the Reuters resignation and the ANC's elective conference, which is starting on Friday, tomorrow? Yeah, definitely. The little connectivity of the resignation and um, uh, the politics of the time in South Africa are connected. Uh, because um, the listeners might have um, witnessed awful politicians, ministers, for instance, making pronunciations, uh, making accusations, and um, labeling uh, ESCOM, uh, describing ESCOM, and also referring to the leader in a way that the uh, accusations of uh, sabotage, um, terrorism, um, so. The leadership of a state-owned enterprise in the country, the hot seat. I think this particular meet of our ESCOM became a, a hottest uh, politically, and um, we named them an aggression from different directions. Uh, uh, Lord Shetting had come to unprecedented levels. Um, public, public uh, become agitated. Uh, politicians become, uh, you know, very, very, very pronounced and um, uh, radical in the statements they made. Uh, very few people have been an intellectual stamina to to, to stand mm-hmm. as such. Yeah. Now, just lastly and briefly, Doctor, the ANC Treasurer General and Acting Secretary General Paul Moshatila says that he's confident that the ANC will have a good conference and will unite in that conference. Are you of the view that they will be able to unite post the 55th National Conference? Yeah, two things happen with um, political parties um, and um, political movements. They have internal. Uh, struggles and uh, internal jostling for power that takes place the witness such in, in the Republic of South Africa. And then there's external interest in preserving themselves as entities. So within the African National Congress, those two um, pressures are at play. The ANC wants to preserve itself as a liberation movement which political party because it supports political mm-hmm. parties. And the ANC is internal uh, factionalism uh, in divisions and fissures. So a political balance will always take place in that yes. all people that are jostling, that are fighting each other, yes. still want to wake up tomorrow with the ANC. 
uh, whilst they want to overcome opponents within, they want to do better than their opponents within, they want to outdo their allies. So I guess these two uh, traditional issues uh, that are historical and political will take place again at the conference. Yes. We might, after all, witness a seemingly neat, seemingly organized, seemingly purposed conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet okay. that doesn't. Um, the reality is yes. that are serious 